Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 154, Thoughts on Christmas. So in this episode, I just want to talk about two different things. First of all, let's talk about all the things that's going on. If I were coaching you, I would say, hey, what's your action line? What's going on? What are you doing? You're decorating the house, you're putting up the tree, maybe you're decorating outside, buying gifts, wrapping gifts, buying special church clothes, baking, cooking, going to concerts. Maybe, unfortunately, you might be feuding with relatives about where you'll be and for how long you'll stay and who might be there. I'd also ask you, okay, what are you not doing? And you might tell me, I'm not really preparing for Christmas. And I would say to you, what's the feeling that's fueling all those actions? It may be obligation or guilt or stress or overwhelm. Or maybe you could be doing all of those things but it comes from a feeling of joy or excitement or connection or peace. Why? Why can two people do the same things but have very different outcomes? It comes from our thought about why we're doing those things. So if your thought around Christmas is, well, I'm just doing what's expected, or I have to do all these things to make sure my kids have a great time. Another one may be, we've been doing all these traditions, and so we just have to keep doing them. I don't have a choice. Can you imagine the feeling that comes from any of those thoughts? It's obligation, guilt, stress, lack of joy. But what if instead you decided that your thought was, The birth of Jesus is a big deal, and so I want to make a big deal out of it. Yes, it's hard, but I want to do the extra. I love Christmas and all that it means. Or this particular tradition is fun, and it helps me connect with my children or my grandchildren. I have a little story to tell and maybe a confession, so if my daughter and daughters-in-law are listening to this, they will hear and probably already know, but... We had a wedding the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and preparing for the wedding and going to the wedding was an out-of-town wedding. Um, It just completely destroyed the whole schedule of what we would do in Christmas preparations. And actually, I kind of forgot about a tradition that we do with our grandchildren, where we make gingerbread houses. Three families Each family has about four children that are of gingerbread house making age, okay? So that's 12 gingerbread houses. Now, they're small houses, but it's still 12 gingerbread houses, and I make the gingerbread. My mom is like, do you just use graham crackers? I'm like, heck no. I don't use graham crackers. We make gingerbread. All right. So anyway, I had forgotten. I was so focused on the wedding and focused on when I got back from the wedding of catching up with work and clients and just 
really kind of forgot. And I reached out to my daughter and daughters-in-law and I said, hey, are your kids wanting to do gingerbread houses? And of course the answer is yes, they asked a month ago, (laughs) which is about when we should have been doing the gingerbread houses. Anyway, my first thought was, oh, I don't want to do gingerbread houses. And then I thought, gingerbread houses with each of these little families is fun. It's our way of connecting with the children. And once I changed my thought from, I don't want to do gingerbread houses, which the feeling that came from that thought was stress, overwhelm, because I was thinking one more thing to do. I don't want to do it. But when I realized, uh, no, really, when I think through my thoughts, and don't forget, with any circumstance or anything that happens or anything that someone says to you, You have a whole bunch of thoughts you can choose from. So don't automatically accept the first one that comes to your mind because your habit brain says, stay safe, conserve energy, don't do gingerbread houses, you don't have time. But when I stopped and I thought about what do I really want? I wanted that time with the grandchildren. And we had so much fun. So I tell you this because... I think sometimes we give in to those negative thoughts about all the work it's going to take and all the chaos it's going to create in the home and you've got to drag the decorations out and then you have to put the decorations away. It's just too much. And so we show up not happy and cheerful and joyful and really celebrating the whole season, but we show up angry anxious, tired, crabby. And that's no way to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So know your why. And again, don't accept the first thought that comes to your mind. Really step back and say, wait a minute, what do I really want? And I really have this firm conviction that our grandchildren will never remember the toys that we get them, but they will remember making gingerbread houses together. So find your why. All right, now I want to talk about Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph, they knew their why. (laughs) They knew that their whole reason for living was to bring the child, Jesus, into the world. Did they know it their whole life? No, they did not. But when that angel came to them, they really knew that everything before That moment in each of their lives led up to the moment that Jesus was born. Nothing else before or after mattered except to raise that child. They knew. They knew their why. And all of their actions came from knowing their why and the feeling that came with their why. They were committed. They were generous. They embraced God's will. They trusted God. They knew, without probably knowing exact details, but they knew what was being asked of them. And they said yes. So what is God asking of you? What does he want you to do? What is your reason for living? Why did God give you all your gifts and all your talents? They aren't simply to enjoy for yourself, 
but to help you carry out your mission, your calling. What is God asking of you? I've been using in conversation with God uh, a series of books that divides up the liturgical year uh, into different volumes. And the volume that I've been using is the Advent and Christmas volume. I love it. So if you're looking for something to keep you focused on what's happening in the faith, in conversation with God is a great tool to help you do that. So in um, the readings, it was either yesterday or the day before, he says, our vocation is the central theme of our lives. It is the axis around which everything else turns and everything or almost everything depends on our knowing and carrying out what God wants and asks of us. So when you look at the manger scene in the next few days, put yourself in the scene. What is God asking of you? It's really nice to look at that and say, oh, isn't that pretty? Isn't that quaint? Oh, everything is so peaceful and lovely and we can sing all the hymns and give all the gifts and have all the beautiful decorations. But there's something deeper here. That is understanding that God's call for you is as important as his call was for Mary and Joseph. Your mission won't be to bring Jesus into the world physically. But he does have a mission for you to bring Jesus into the world spiritually. And that is important. So as you look at all the beauty and all the ways that we celebrate Christmas, turn it to yourself and say, okay, what is he asking of me? When you see Mary's peace, ask yourself, do you live with that peace? When you see her hope, Do you live with that hope or do you give in to discouragement or anxiety? When you see her patience, do you have patience or are you impatient? When you see her trust, do you have the trust? When you see Mary embracing her uncomfortable mission, there was nothing comfortable about it. It's it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that we have this manger scene and everything looks so peaceful and calm, just for a hot minute, and then it's over, and off they're fleeing. Do we realize that our mission is also going to be uncomfortable? And yet, do we still embrace it? What does God want of you? And if we believe that God is an all-loving God, and he loves us more than our own mothers could love us, or more than we could love our own children, then we have to believe that his will for us will make us happy. When you look at that manger scene, see a man and a woman with a mission from God. No matter how hard, no matter the complications, without thought for what they wanted, they embraced their mission, their calling. And I know you've probably heard this before, but God could have sent his son into the world any way he wanted. Anyway, but he sent his son into the world via a family. Why? Because the family, your family, is that important. In the family, we find God, but only if we take his mission for us as seriously and completely and generously as Mary and Joseph did. So if you and I were on a coaching call and I was coaching you, I'd ask you, what's your thought about being a woman on a mission from God? What do you think about that? 
And how does that thought make you feel? From your thought and your feeling, you'll find your actions. Your result will be either that you embrace God's will for you, no matter how imperfectly, but that you embrace it or you don't. Your thought will create your happiness or it won't. What is your why for who you are and what you do? Don't let Christmas pass you by as just a beautiful memory, an event. Let Christmas change you. What is God asking of you? I wish you all a very blessed Christmas. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.